Captain's Log Supplemental. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. more concerned about your a1c levels than you are about maintaining a functional taint try jardians welcome to the medhax podcast i'm peter i'm tired <laughs> i'm still Corey. with a fully functioning a1c level uh, with a fully <laughs> functioning taint <laughs> my taint successfully keeps my legs my balls and my anus from touching well then, your decision to keep that in or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go straight in the news and pretend that life just moves on. Uh, it does for those with functional taints. There's gonna be another podcast hosted by Gates McFadden, and she's going to be interviewing or communicating with. Star Trek The Next Generation actors about things that happened on the set of The Next Generation. I saw that. <clears throat> Could be interesting. They, they've run into some funny things about that because um, with high def, all the little jokes that the um, set designers put in, some of them could be seen. Like underneath one of the panels, I forget what the name of the panel was, but underneath it, just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip. It, it had the beginning of the Gilligan's Island theme on it. But, you know, in, you know, 1990, when Next Generation came out or so, you know, that wasn't visible. But now in high def, everything's picked up, the, huh. the little panel jokes and stuff. So you can actually read it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd have to zoom in on it and stuff, but still. I had no idea. Yeah, Set designers are funny. So the computer's acting really wonky today, so news is going to be a little sporadic. There are three new Galar region Pokemon coming soon. Uh, They'll be in at Nintendo World first, but then they'll be in brick and mortar going forward. So Walmart, Target, GameStop. We're getting Choodle, Sizzlepeed, and Clobopus in that order. Uh, they are all Gen 8 Pokemon, and they're also adorable. Clobopus is. I mean, who doesn't want a boxing octopus? Choodle's pretty cute, too. I like the fire. Still. <laughs> boxing octopus. Did you know octopi will randomly just punch fish? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Just... <clears throat> Um, Stupid fish deck. Fun fact about Clobopus for people who aren't familiar with Gen 8 yet. It is a fighting type, not a water type. Yeah. Hmm. Although he is clearly an octopus. And you can only find him in water. Yeah. But he is not a water type. He is a soul <laughs> fighting type. Um, in Funko news, Entertainment Earth has commissioned a re-release of an assortment of Pops. Uh, we're getting, apparently last week they announced that they're doing a whole bunch of, uh, anime ones, which I did not know, but they've already sold out. 
Uh, there were some Attack on Titan, One Piece, and Bleach figures. Hmm. Uh, this week they have announced that they are going to be reprinting Arbiter from the Halo series, which currently goes for 60 or more on eBay. Flash Zoom from the first wave of Flash on the CW goes for about 40 They've also released a full list of more characters. Neville Longbottom from Harry Potter. The original Minnie Mouse from the first nine uh, Disneys. Mortal Kombat Sub-Zero. Harry Potter Herbology. Eddie with a broken arm, which I believe is from One Piece. Oh, It Eddie. Never mind. Uh, then there's It Pennywise with spider legs. Gremlins Drag Gremlin, Aladdin Live The Jasmine Pop, Gravity Falls Bill Cipher with Chase, Five Nights at Freddy's Sister, and then a whole bunch of NFL and NBA ones that none of us would really recognize the names of. Yeah. But all the ones that they are recommissioning will have pop vari- or uh, the Chase variants also recommissioned hmm. at the original odds. So these are going to cause all these pops to drop in value, but people who are legitimately collecting them will have a second chance at getting them now. And just for shits and giggles, I went to their website. Uh, they are in stock as of now, ten ninety nine. They are listing the original or the Chase variant. Hmm. And they have also recommissioned multiple others that weren't listed in the article, uh, including Dipper, which you can get his Chase photocopied version of him. Uh, this is Fine Dog is back. He's been highly sought after by a lot of people. So, I don't know what the full list is going to be. Obviously, I just know what was listed in that article. Hmm. I have this one on pre-order at the comic book shop. Mm, nice. Glow in the Dark Zombie Hulk? Uh, Glow in the Dark Immortal Hulk. Uh. So, we'll go DC first. Zack Snyder reveals that a scene was cut from the Zack Snyder cut. Uh, He did not choose to cut it. It was HBO that made the choice to cut it. And it tied in Jon Stewart from the Green Lantern Corp. Hmm. Wonder why HBO did that. You're you're, you're at four hours plus now. What's another couple of minutes? It wasn't even that long. It was 30 seconds. Oh, wow. So either they didn't they didn't like who they had. I guess it was Wayne T. Carr. Not familiar with. Was going to be John Stewart. And uh, it looks like they cut it. I don't know why they cut it, but if I was to jump to a conclusion, I would say it's because they probably have a Green Lantern in the works. Hmm. And they didn't want to make any confusion. From so the, possibly a John Stewart Green Lantern in the works. Yeah. And just announced Hallmark announces a Zack Snyder cut Justice League Superman in the black suit. Is it available for pre-order yet? (laughs) Um, Yes. I hope I get that. Uh, $18. (laughs) Not bad. It's got a flowing cape. That's pretty cool looking. In Batman Secret Files, which is spotlighting different characters from the Batman family. Huntress will have superpowers. Hmm. Which Huntress, though? Is this Helena Bertinelli? Helena Wayne? Going to Helena and back? I don't know. Whatever. Helena Handbag. There you go. Huntress infected with a parasite courtesy of villain Vile. 
hmm. which enable enables her to see through the eyes of his victims. Hmm. Not the greatest superpower. Wait, but... wasn't there wasn't there a <coughs> movie with Jennifer Lopez? There's been a lot of movies with Jennifer Lopez. You're gonna have to be a little bit more. Specific. No, that was basically that the uh, the killer could see through other people's eyes or. Their, he could make them see through his eyes as he killed them. Something crazy like that. It does not specify Wayne or Bertinelli. Mm-hmm. I would. I think Wayne is the current. Is huntress. back. Okay. I think Wayne is the current huntress, though. Uh, speaking of DC Comics and canon and everything, did you know they brought back uh, the Justice Society? It's on issue number six right now. No, I did not. Yeah. Um, It caught my eye at the comic book shop. I know you're probably going to go tomorrow, so that might be worth looking at. Maybe pick it up and flip through it. might be something up your alley. Hmm. Because I feel like that's a rabbit hole you want to go down. Yeah. uh, JSA. So, I'm going to say this news article without bleeding too much information. Mm. Um, Doc Ock has been confirmed in the new Spider-Man. Alfred Molina. Yes. But he also confirmed the entire plot of the entire movie. That's why I'm not getting too much mm. into it. Huh. He literally <laughs> leaked every single scene of the movie. Great. Alfred Molina did. Yeah, he left oh, his script man. in a public place. Whoops. Oops. Yeah. So, like, there's lawyers involved right now. Hmm. Um, I don't know how bad it's going to be. But literally one of the articles is that he might be going to jail. Wow. Yeah. We have to stop saying the same things at the same time, Corey. <laughs> no, but that was shocking. Again, like, I when you have non-disclosure agreements, yeah. yeah, so, like, this is a big deal. Um, I don't understand. <coughs> I haven't read the full thing because, obviously, I don't want to get spoiled on what the entire yeah. plot is. Uh, so it's a little hard for me to handle, like hard for me to elaborate, but something has happened that he left something in a public setting and that public, whatever was there. And I assume it was a script because one of the headlines said script, um, was leaked and put into the internet's hands at this point. So now avoiding spoilers for Spider-Man is going to be like a minefield. Yeah, I'm going to have to eliminate the internet for a while. <laughs> Is that this year or next year that Spider-Man comes out? Because you I might be off the know. internet for a long time. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know. I might go Amish. I think it's next year. Early next year. <coughs> and last week we talked about... Well, I guess we're going to get into spoilers ahead with this one. Mm-hmm. But last week we were talking about the character that they were introducing in episode 5? Yes. Uh, La Contessa Valentina Allegra de La Fontaine. Yes. Elaine Bettis. That's... Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, is that what her yeah, name yeah, was yeah. in Seinfeld? Yes, okay, Elaine I didn't Bettis. know the last name, <laughs> but... Yeah, that was kind of like... I couldn't place the actress. I yeah. had to go look it up because it's like... She was deep. Yeah, I know her, but I can't think of who she is, and when they... Elaine Bettis. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> when they dropped the name, though, it was like, yeah, this was a this was a you know cameo worth waiting for. 
I hadn't. I have no idea who she is. Okay, back when Nick Fury was just Nick Fury, agent of Shield, she was like his his side piece. His side piece yeah, uh, love interest, oh. <laughs> and she was a super spy herself. Um, so they had many little super spy things. Um, mm. This was when uh, Nick Fury was just a plain agent of Shield, and it was like a James Bond type strip. Um, I want to say Steve Englehart and Jim Steranko were the um, the writer and artist for a lot of it, and who introduced her. Um, she turns out that it eventually turns out that she's actually an agent for Hydra, a double agent, um, Madam Hydra at one point. Although there were a number of Madam Hydras, then it turns out that she was also another a double double agent because she was still working for Russia. For Leviathan. Yes, which is the counterpart to all the organizations. So her loyalties are, like, so screwed up. Um, and originally she was supposed to be introduced in Black Widow. Oh. So she may have been a, she may be an agent um, similar to what the training Black Widow went through. Right. She was uh, supposed to have been trained in the Red Room, the same yeah. as Black so, Widow. So and Yelena. She's a villain? More or less, yeah. Um, She wasn't when she was first introduced, but then it turned out she was a Hydra agent and then infiltrating S.H.I.E.L.D. (laughs) Funny how that works. And then it turns out that she was actually with the Russians infiltrating everyone. Okay, so Hydra at this point is done in the MCU. Pretty much. I mean, there's still little, probably splinter groups, I would think. So, she's probably Russian. Yeah, but that was kind of like, okay, that was worth it. That wasn't like the Paul Bettany tease where, you know, he couldn't wait to be working with himself. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yes, that was kind of interesting. And so I think we'll be seeing more of her in the future. Especially since she hasn't called John yet. Well, that's another thing. They clearly set John up. Um, for his black and white, this is what you're going to be yeah. doing. Like, he's going to become... Uh, U.S. agent, probably, yeah. is the... But he's going to become uh, Super Patriot first. Mm. Probably in the next episode, he'll be Super Patriot. Yeah, cause... because he is painting the the shield that he's crafting himself is red, white, and blue. Yeah. Right. And a lot of the rumors online are saying we're leading towards a Dark Avengers. Which is what she would call him over. Yeah. And they're talking Norman Osborn being a a factor. I, this was a spoiler I read. I don't know how true this is, but uh, the Stark Tower... Is controlled by Norman Osborn. Right. In, in the Lego game... It says Osmond, Os- yeah, Osmond, Oscorp or something on the right. side of the tower now. And the Lego games follow the MCU verse. Mm-hmm. Everyone was the thinking when there's. To see. I mean, they haven't. Yeah, there was introduced a... Harry or Norman. Yeah. There was a sign I think in the second Spider-Man of the of the uh, Stark Towers and it said something about being bought or for sale or something. Mm-hmm. And everyone's thinking, oh, it's going to be the new Baxter Building. That's where the Fantastic Four are going to be. Does not look like it. <clears throat> so while we're talking about the MCU on Disney Plus um, they're kind of 
saying that the Loki series is going to be more of a crime thriller. Hmm. You know, because they're saying Falcon and Winter Soldier is like a buddy picture. You know, um, Wanda and WandaVision was kind of a mystery type thing. So, yeah, they're talking a crime thriller. So, Can I just say, when they ended this week's episode mm-hmm. of uh, the Falcon, Falcon Winter and Winter Soldier. Soldier, I actually yelled at the TV, are you really fucking ending there? <laughs> <laughs> well, the way everybody was talking about it, being like, this is this is the big one, this is the big one, and it was, like, all talk. It was, it was one setting fight. up the big one. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely set up. Um, uh, Falcon's having his uh, Rocky moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, training with the shield. Yeah. He needed a real good montage with some 80s music behind it. <laughs> well, I, I, I want to bet that in that case, with his new wings from Wakanda, there's a new Red Wing. I think Bucky had a new Red Wing made. Well, and I think the costume mirrors the briefcase too i think it's the uh black and silver i think it's gonna look more like his captain america outfit mm-hmm. i wonder if it's gonna be like a crossbreed between a falcon and his captain america outfit it could but uh torres joaquin torres uh falcon just has the suit now. yeah he, he has the suit. suit well does he or did Bucky get it from him to bring to Wakanda to fix, or is it? A, is it no, a, the I, Wakanda I is a brand Bucky new suit. Bucky was already out of there. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the, that's a brand new suit. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, Joaquin is set to become the new Falcon, uh, completely different origin than the comic books, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, here's the name, Falcon, and yeah. yeah, here's the name, and now he has the suit. <laughs> he can just get that electrical engineer that uh, right. Well, he, Monica knows. he has said in the in the show that he can fix things. Hmm. So, yeah, because he was in the first episode, he was he fixed uh, Red Wing's pathways. Yeah, hmm. after that initial fight. But they're going to have a lot to wrap up in this last episode. Yeah, yeah, because they're going to have to <laughs> wrap up Flag Smashers, which I did find out. I did a little bit of research. I went down a rabbit hole. Um, the girl who is the flag, the leader of the Flag Smashers, yeah. in the comics, that was a male, and his name was Flag Smasher. Hmm. Right. Yeah. So, didn't know that, <laughs> but cool information to have. Yeah. And then they're going to have to wrap up this John stuff. Yeah. And they're going to have to wrap up whatever's in that case. And they're probably going to have to put an end to Bucky's ha- tormenting himself at the same yeah. time. Yeah. I don't know. That's a lot to fit in an hour episode. And Sharon. Yeah. Who, yeah. She's Who definitely the, the power, power broker. broker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, she hired uh, Batrock. Batrock. Yeah. yeah. So... She calls Batrock in Algeria. Yeah. He shows up. <laughs> yeah. So we may see another pop then of Sharon, <laughs> as I'm, I'm assuming we're going to get one of uh, the Countess, the Contessa rather, called her Countess. Yeah, just don't yeah. call her Dot, or she'll have to kill you, which she probably could. I hope we get another. Uh, call me Val, but don't ever say it. Baron Zemo, like more than just the purple mask. Mm. I'd like to see a good Baron Zemo pop. Yeah, 
Um, while we're on the subject of Disney again, uh, rumor has it that uh, the kids who played Wanda's twins were seen on the uh, Doctor Strange 2 set, which is finishing filming this week, or should have finished filming this past week. When we have heard multiple times that that's supposed to tie in to mm-hmm. Wanda. And, and, right. and also rumors that she was there. Elizabeth Olsen was there, too. So um, Hopefully she's not the villain. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah, that's <laughs> she was the villain, villain in, in the other division. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Misguided villain though. Wasn't intentional. I know we won't get we won't get into that <laughs> rabbit hole, Corey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, it would be nice that you know to wrap that into it because you know she's been what um, a part of Doctor Strange too since they've announced it. Yeah, you know, that she was going to be in it so. Whatever she's going to do, she's probably going to trigger a massive um, meltdown to the multiverse, being she's a nexus being, and she's probably going to do something with the Darkhold and screw that up. It'll be no more mutants, and everybody in the MCU will be like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Let me throw this out there. So we know clearly that there's some multiverse play in Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. So what if... (laughs) What if the whole thing of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is Wanda opens something up and she can't control it? Strange has to help her out. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's a strange movie, so he takes the leadership role in this. <coughs> snaps Wanda back into normal good quotes, Wanda. Yep. Non-psychotic Wanda. Yes. They rescue the kids, but... It causes ripples throughout the whole universe. Yeah. And that's what brings in all the Spider-Man and everything else. Mm-hmm. Or her rescuing the kids causes these ripples and yeah. Strange steps in to help. <clears throat> but still, I, I'm thinking Wanda's not going to be the big bad. Yeah. But at some point, there's going to be a... Well, they're, they're still talking Nightmare, possibly. Um, Mordo is out there. Yeah. But I think Mordo is probably going to be the final showdown with Strange and Doctor Strange 3. Yeah, I mean, I like the character. I just don't want them to make her an out-and-out villain. She had a little bit of bounce back and forth in the comics, didn't she? Yeah. but She was kind of like the Jean Grey of the Avengers. Again, it was happened with all the bosses and everything. When she lost the kids, she lost the vision, she snapped. You know, Pietro's done the same thing. He's gone from hero to villain, hero to villain in the comics so many times. Right. Um, the chaos magic, Wanda was controlled by, I'm going to say Chython, however you pronounce its name. Um, so, yeah, the, the whole type of magic she does just has really bad repercussions. According to Google, Scarlet Witch is the villain of Doctor Strange 2. I guess it just depends on your definition of villain. There's also Mordo, who's been cast as Chiwetel Ejiofor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same actor. Yeah. He will be in Doctor Strange, too. Was he the guy at the end of the first movie? Yeah. Okay. He was the one who, after he found out the Ancient One was using um, the bad magic. Yeah, tapping into the dark, dark dimension. dimension. Yeah. Um 
he kind of renounced everything. Oh, San Rami is directing. Yeah, because the other guy quit, quit basically. <laughs> I'm okay with Steve Rami. Okay. Any more news? Yeah. He did three um, of the best uh, five Spider-Man movies I've ever seen. He did two of the best <laughs> Spider-Man movies. Got some World of Warcraft news. Um, after four years of searching, a player finally found one of the game's rarest items, the pendulum, the fabled Pendulum of Doom weapon. It finally dropped after about four years. I guess he had to run the same thing over and over and over and over again and finally got that. Hmm. So, that's kind of cool. Uh, has at best a 0.03% chance of dropping from a few different elite mob mobs located in the Oldaman dungeon. That's some serious grinding. Yes. Huh. Four yes, years of grinding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, we have another cast member added to Shazam 2. Uh, Lucy Liu is in as the villain Calypso, who I'm not really familiar with. But I did not realize Helen Mirren is also in the movie, which is cool. Yeah. I didn't um, know Xena could oh, fly. Okay. I told you, I'm not Xena. I'm <laughs> Lucy. Uh, she'll be playing the villain Calypso, the sister of Helen Mirren's Hespera. Uh, while neither original characters within the Shazam comics, the two are both daughters of the Greek Titan Atlas, one of the heroes from Greek mythology that makes up the acronym Shazam and contributes powers to him. Hmm. So... Interesting. Shazam Fury of the Gods is uh, the title. I didn't realize Shazam was an acronym. Calypso is yeah, a the titan. seven Solomon and all the seven gods who oh. give him his strength. <coughs> um, Calypso is a titan. Atlas is her father. Yep. So her hmm. and Helen Mirren are going to be sisters. So, interesting. Um, we're going to get General Mills' new Ghostbusters and Lucky Charms cereal. Yeah, we're going to see what that tastes like when it comes out. Cereal <laughs> um, for Ghostbusters Afterlife. And Lucky Charms Galactic. Three oh, new geez. magic charms have been revealed with two planets and a rocket ship that will make your breakfast the center of your universe. Ooh. I see what they did there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it tastes like Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it looks like chocolate, but it doesn't taste like chocolate. <laughs> Another franchise is being rebooted with all women. Are we waiting I, for the internet to just explode with yeah, after you say well, that? Um, I is guess it Charlie's Angels? No. I, <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're not going to call it the V-Team. I guess they're still going to stick with A-Team. Uh, but, yeah, they, they want to reboot the A-Team with... Um, uh, a reboot of the television series A Team being planned with an all women team. Well, if they use, uh, I can't remember her name. It's the black chick who was on SNL that now does uh, the grocery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They that... use her as Mrs. T. Yeah, that, BA. Yeah. That'd be okay. I don't know. I'm thinking of the character of Face. Of how he operates in the A-Team. If you have a woman doing that, aren't you going to be called sexist? <coughs> it's it's okay if... Leslie Jones. 
It's okay if the uh, if Hollywood does it. Oh, okay. As long as they say that they're doing it. If the problem is when they don't say that they're doing it, then everybody gets upset. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like the uh, sacrificing children. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If they said they were doing it, it would have been okay. <laughs> um, Dominic Purcell is leaving Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. Studio, some sort of conflict with the studio. I guess yeah. he has done his six seasons episodes, but he's not Which even he? considering Heatwave. Okay. Not even considering a seventh season. Yeah, he something went down behind closed doors. We're not completely sure what it was. At least none of the articles I've read have disclosed no. what it is. Nope. Um, but he does not want to work for the studio anymore. Hmm. So, take that Captain as you Cold's will. buddy. Yeah. Yes. Captain. I thought Cold, he was dead. Captain Cold died at the end of the first season. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he Heat left was still early. alive. Heat mm-hmm. was still, he's oh. he's the comic relief for the whole show. Ah, I think other other than White Canary, he's the last original legend now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Firestorm's not there anymore. Firestorm left at the end of the fourth season. Hot Girl's not there anymore. Hot they Girl were... left in the second season. Weren't they just the first season? Hot Girl, Hawkman, and Vandal Savage. Yes, they were the first. Season. They were just. But then she came back in the second season. Oh, okay. Uh, with different powers. Okay, it's been a while. It was a reincarnation thing. Okay. Yeah. And she was dating... Uh... No, not no. Vibe. Vibe is... Flash. Yeah. No, was she... she dating him? She was the barista in that coffee joint. No. Well, he had a thing for her. He actually... She was dating Steel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, dating. <laughs> He didn't have his vibe powers yet, though. He wasn't vibe yet. He was not vibe yet in Flash. If he was, she would have dated him. <laughs> Vi- vibe is dating somebody from Earth too. The vibe—he's dating the vibe from Earth too. Like they like vibe together. Yes, because hmm. they're able to vibe vibe portals back and forth. Ah, and she's got the same powers. Makes sense. Yeah, as at least where I'm at in the show. Yeah. And the only other thing I have, um, actress Helen McCrory passed away. Um, I don't know how well known she was, but her major role, um, she was Narcissus Malfoy in Harry Potter movies. Um, I don't know what she, you know. She did some other things other than that, which I'm not familiar with. But that was her main oh. notice for people. What's his name's mom? Yeah, yeah, Draco. Draco's, Draco's mom. mom. Yeah, so, I know something Harry Potter. Narcissa hey. Malfoy, but yeah, she passed away this week. So, I guess uh, Jason Isaacs, who played Lucius Malfoy, had a lot of nice things to say about her and everything. And so, apparently, she was a talent that will be missed. Hmm. I uh, I only watched the first couple of Harry Potters because obviously I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. Mm-hmm which I know I need to watch them now because of all this. But uh, he had a role in one of the seasons of Flash. Yeah. The actor. And he did a fantastic job. Oh, yeah, job. He, was, he was in Discovery's first season, Star Trek Discovery's first season. Oh, he was? Yeah. That's kind of all I've got. Oh, um, coming out of news and spoilers, did watch the entire first season of Lower Decks. All right. And yes, you should both watch it. <laughs> I especially like the very last line of the show 
that Riker says, well, one of the last lines of the show, Riker is involved in the last episode as well as uh, uh, Diana. Troy. Yep. And she tells him that he needs to hurry up and get up on deck. And he's he comes out of the thing. He's like, oh, sorry, I was down at the holodeck. He's learning the history of the Enterprise. It's been a long journey from there to here. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> wow, stick the knife in and turn it. <laughs> yeah. That one stuck with me. Jeez. And he's like, here, like right where, you, where we are right now. <laughs> wow. He does a fantastic They ought to end every Star Trek series like that. Now with Riker watching being the cook. Coming out of the holodeck. (laughs) He did such a fantastic job. I hope (laughs) to God he is a main cast in the second season. Well, they did in the preview reel. He is there because the one lower deck person is... I don't know if Riker's on their bridge or if he's on their on Riker's bridge. The one lieutenant, the one ensign, becomes a lieutenant for Riker. He leaves okay. the Cerberus, okay, and joins the Titan. So they'll still be having him somehow. <laughs> that's the, that's the cliffhanger for the first season, uh, because I can't remember his name right now. Did Boromir or something? Or, yeah, something to that effect. Boromir, Boromir, yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, okay. but uh, he's getting a whole he's getting a whole bunch of messages, voice messages from the girl, the the captain's daughter, <laughs> from the Cerberus, and he's the report to duty. And somebody comes up to his cabin and says, "What's going on with your telecom device?" He's like, "Oh, don't worry about it. It's nothing important." <laughs> <laughs> It's the 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 volume of callbacks in the series is very good. Well, that's what they said. Yeah, they're really. And then it, it's making its own footing for itself too, because it calls back to things that it makes on its own. And <coughs> yes, like the first episode is very slapstickish, but it's funny, and it just builds up from there. It does become more serious as time goes on. The one girl tells Q to go f herself, go f himself. Um, uh, John DeLace did do a good job as mm-hmm. Q in there. He comes back as the judge. Great callbacks. Mm. Like he's the judge, though he's not Q. He's Q as the judge. Oh, okay. From the first episode of Star Trek, right? The Next Generation, yeah. So it is Q. It is yeah. Q in his judge outfit. Okay, and he makes the entire captain's crew. Uh, play chess against a deck of cards. <laughs> sure. You are being judged for all of humanity. What are we supposed to do? Your fate will decide. Uh. <laughs> okay, so, got stuff to brag about? I got the Red Guardian Year of the Shield showed up today from Amazon Exclusives. Ooh. Showing the mic. Showing the mic, yep. The bragging. Brought to you in part by Funko. Yeah. Brought to you exclusively. <laughs> exclusively, yeah. <laughs> well, not so much as brought to you by Funko, but uh, we gave them money. Yeah. <laughs> we we gave for them stuff. A lot of money. 
Yeah. A lot more than I had realized. Corey, you've got some I got uh, three, three arachnids this week. I've got uh, the Spider-Woman Fall Convention, uh, 2018 Fall Convention exclusive. Uh, In her Marvel Comics outfit. Right, her first. I may have to get that yeah. one eventually because I don't have that one. And I'm a big fan of the yeah, Funko Pops in their original outfits. Well, they don't have her two newest outfits as Pops yet. Well, this was probably... They did run through a... It looked like a phase where they did have all of them. Like, I just got the Doctor Strange one. There's the She-Hulk one on here. You've Pretty made cool. Frank jealous. <laughs> and well-deserving. I like this Pop a lot. You mm -hmm. got her at a good value, too, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. 25 bucks. <clears throat> nice. And then two of the Lucha Libre, El Arachno, Spider-Man, and El Venoid, Venenoid, <laughs> Venenoid. And that's El Venenoid. Yeah. Venom. And those were only $9 each, but uh, they'll be the only two Lucha Libre I get unless there's... I don't know, a Carnage one or... Miles. Miles or some other <clears throat> spider-related cool. character or villain. <clears throat> Scorpion would probably be a good translation for it. I mean, I got new stuff this week too, but I went through and organized and cataloged my collection so they're all put away. But I did get Zombie uh, Mystique from FYE. And I got um, Starlight in the boob suit. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, that's actually what it's called. The boob, the boob suit. suit. Yeah. <laughs> when you watch the first season of The Boys, uh, so when she joins the Seven, they make her change her outfit. And she literally says, why are my boobs out this far? Well, it's to make you look more attractive so that you sell more merchandise. So you're putting mm -hmm. me in a boob suit. They're not wrong. She then goes back to her original suit. <laughs> she doesn't wear the boob. Uh, I think she wears the boob suit for her press releases and stuff. But yeah, um, when she's actually going out in the field, she's wearing her legitimate original suit. Yeah. So she switches between them a lot. Yeah, it's not practical to be uh, fighting heavies in a suit where you could have a wardrobe uh, a wardrobe malfunction. malfunctions. Yes. Although that would stop them in their tracks. And it would probably. Uh, yeah beat the tar out of them um so while cory figures out what's in the box we have what's in our mouth this week oh Ooh. hershey's peanut butter These cups actually look really good they have pretzels in them that makes mm -hmm. them better yep i'm not going to open mine tonight though sorry <laughs> fine you've had enough sugar yes <laughs> yes i have sweetie <laughs> <laughs> I am tired. I missed that. <sighs> oh, what should we do for what's in the box? Uh, what's in the box? Brought to you in part by Funko. <laughs> Almost exclusively. Almost exclusively, yeah. <laughs> Some of this stuff isn't, but I think today we'll... I, I brought these today, so we'll do these today. We haven't touched much on DC. So uh, this week's what's in the box is the what's in the bag. We have... Batman the Animated Series Mystery Pocket Pop Keychains. Ooh. 
show like characters from uh, what is widely renowned <clears throat> as one of the best animation series ever produced. And we have chances of Batman, Robin, the Joker, Harley Quinn, uh, the Phantasm. I got Clayface. Clayface. You got Phantasm. I got Phantasm. Nice. Nice. Damn, you got Clayface. Me too. <clears throat> and I got Phantasm. Um, okay, wow. weird. <laughs> well, at least we got good villains. Yeah. Like, Clayface <clears throat> was very common in the animated series. Mm-hmm. Would have been disappointed with Scarecrow. I don't like him cool. in the animated one. Clayface is funny in the uh, Harley Quinn series, though, too. Because they really play on his being a uh, classically trained actor. <laughs> but yeah, odd, uh, out of four, we got two doubles. It's not the first time that's happened. That happened with yeah. Spider-Man ones, too. Yeah. But, but there were already like four choices. <laughs> there were only like four choices for the Spider-Man one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when we did the uh, mystery minis too, we got two, te- or two Neds and two MJs. Yeah. Uh, pretzel, Reese's cup, very good, very salty. Oh, so our other choices would have been Poison Ivy, Catwoman, Bane, Batgirl, Android Batman, and Scarecrow. But since those were the only four I ever saw, they might have to be an internet find. I like salty though. There you go. It's like my soul. You don't have a soul. <laughs> you traded that in many, many moons ago. <laughs> mm. Do you like the salt? Yeah, excellent job there, Reese's. Addition of pretzels helps. <clears throat> okay, we'll be right back with uh, Corey's theme of the week. Uh, be ready to be uh, scared. <laughs> I always am sitting next to him. Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? You big ball of wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Previously on Umetahex episode 14. Welcome to Turns Podcast. I'm Peter. We're not doing turns. No, we're oh, not. No, we're not. <laughs> Fuck. That's one for the bloopers. <laughs> womp womp. Hi, Peter's been drinking heavily today, and yeah, it's not his turn. <laughs> Actually, I like this beginning. We should do this every week. <laughs> Welcome to Humetahex Podcast. I'm Peter. I'm Frank, I think. I'm still Corey, I guess. I might be Jacob, depending on what podcast yeah. we're doing. Yeah. Did you know Disney Plus is like the lowest cost streaming service out right now? And some of you can get it for free. Have you got it for free yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> Onward is one of the best Pixar movies I've seen in a long time. Hilarity ensues. That's called <laughs> foreshadowing, folks. Yeah. You can't really listen to me sweat on the podcast. So. <laughs> Since I really don't know what day of the week it is anymore, I'm really not sure what I've been doing this week. Hmm. I'm seeing a theme here. <laughs>
they have anything to do with dentistry? <laughs> no, it does not. When I started getting comics, they were 35 cents. <laughs> a loaf of bread was a nickel. Yeah, I'm going to hit you with my walker. <laughs> Back then, minimum wage was $1.40. Don't you hate when that happens, uh, when something special yeah. gets away from you? Yeah, it's, yeah. Al it's almost as if I ran away from it, and yes. then we drove off. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Almost like that. Almost like that. Wow, that was cold. <laughs> well, it wasn't like I didn't lead him into saying it. That was the intention. <laughs> I wonder if hormonal secretions would stop Batman from chafing. They definitely attract Catwoman. This week we're talking about the British Invasion. Which is fitting because I'm on my way to Liverpool right now for a Pokemon <laughs> Go event tomorrow. So join Peter, Frank, and Corey for episode 14, only on the Umetahex podcast. <clears throat> Welcome back to Umetahex podcast. I'm scared. I'm Frank. And I'm about to terrify you all. I mean, e, <laughs> e, yeah, but not a good e. No, no, it's got to be kind of a cheesy e. Uh, you have to cheesy e. That's one of those rappers, right? Yeah, there you go. Little cheesy e. <laughs> uh, so this week we're delving into B movies, the horror movies of the drive-in theater. These movies started out at a, in the 1950s. They became popular with America's call, car culture. Uh, everybody was going to the drive-in. And uh, movie studios were just turning out these really uh, cheaply made movies. So uh, these B-movies, as they're called, were released as the uh, bottom half of a double feature. Like a B-side of a album so that's where the name b movie came from i did not know that yeah i didn't either i, I just happened to see that today i just thought it was you know like b huh. actor so it's just because it was low budget yeah but yeah know. yeah but they're the they're the b side the rest of the story yes and now you know so they're um, mostly characterized by uh really bad special effects uh lackluster acting <laughs> And the aliens low, in the rubber low, suits. Yeah, yes, <laughs> low, low budgets. But like I said, these were popular in the fifties. So they, they uh, kind of grew out of a nostalgia almost. A uh, movie and pop culture was moving more into the science fiction. Uh, we were gearing up for the space race. Uh, so everything moved forward, and these movies just, you know, came out of that culture and really took off with a lot of things, and especially for a lot of people. Uh, we got uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was uh, got his start in a B-movie called Critters. Uh, if you remember that one, those little things that bred maniacally, they were kind of like uh, <clears throat> tribbles with teeth. Hmm. Huh. Um, Brad Pitt started starred in uh, Cutting Glass, which was a slasher film. Uh, B-movies were the beginning of things like that, like slasher films. Uh, Charlize Theron was in Children of the Corn 2. Uh, not that the first Children of the Corn was high budget, but this was a... <laughs> uh, 
very much low budget sequel. Uh, Jack Nicholson started in B movies. He was in a movie called The Terror. And Jennifer Aniston got her start in Leprechaun, a B movie that also starred uh, Warwick Davis, oh, who okay. was Ewok in and... Return of the Jedi. And <coughs> uh, Willow in Willow? Was he Willow? Which I'm one was sure. Willow? <laughs> I don't know. He was in Willow. Was the guy Willow? Willow was Batman. Val Kilmer. Yeah. Val Kilmer was in Willow. Jim Morrison. Hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know which one was Willow. Well, a lot no, of these... who I know he was in Willow. He was in Willow. He was... A lot of these actors, like you're saying, got their starts in these movies. Now, I'm, I generally did not see these movies... But I've seen them on Mystery Science Theater 3000, right. and you'll see someone who's like, oh, I know that actor, you know, and it's like, yeah, these people got their starts and things like that. Yeah, and it was, uh, you know... These character actors. Right. And uh, you see these people that go on to be you know, big names, and you kind of watch their acting compared to, you know, the rest of the acting in the... B movie, and mm. you see that they are just really just blowing everybody else out of the water because <laughs> these things, uh, to say it's like porn acting, <laughs> that's a little I don't know, that Corey. I've never seen them <laughs> with the sound on. <laughs> uh, Warwick Davis was Willow, Val yeah, Kilmer was. Mad Martigan. Mad Martigan. And, uh, Willow. Friend of mine is, named her cat Mad Martigan. Willow okay. is available to watch for free as long as you pay for Disney Plus. Hey, hey. So. But I see it was. Is it directed by Ron Howard? Yes. Yes. Uh, his brother, also a huge actor in B movies, Clint Howard, starred in. It's gotta be a dozens of B movies. And what what role is he probably remembered for a lot? He was in Star Trek. He played Baylock, the alien. Oh yeah. Who had uh, in the first season, well, first couple of episodes of Star Trek, the one who uh, had the huge ship that the Enterprise ran across, and he used the puppet that you always saw at the end of the credits. Oh right. He used that puppet as the alien race, hmm. and you know they board his distressed ship and they find you know he's Baylock the little guy who wants to be friendly and was just testing us Johnny Depp was in the original Nightmare on Elm Street yes he was he got killed in his bed he by Edward Scissorhands boyfriend I, I guess Nightmare on Elm Street you, it's a that one really came out of B movies it wasn't so much a B movie itself um very high budget, Wes Craven, uh, Robert England. Gross twenty five point five million dollars, which is pennies today. Yeah. Um, I mean, but the popularity of boom movies really exploded into a kind of a cult culture. Um, we ended up with shows like Mystery Science Theater three thousand that. Their punishment was to watch these B-movies. And B-movies at that point, you know, to the rest of us, have become something that 
are so bad they're good. Evil Dead, Bruce Campbell. Evil Dead, Bruce Campbell, right. Uh, Sam Raimi directed. Um, but we get uh, Joe Bob Briggs Drive-In Theater. This was a show that was on the movie channel. And Joe Bob would host B-movies. And all these movies were rated by the three Bs of B-movies. <laughs> Bodies, breasts, and beasts. So how many people were killed... How many boobs you see, how many monsters are in the movie. And this was his rating system. And that ran to, I think it was late 80s to early 90s. So Peter was still just a Peter Squirt. Born in 1986. So that show was probably canceled by the time I was potty trained. (laughs) If you were potty trained by, you know, five. But uh, you see a lot of pop culture now, uh, things that are popular now that came out of B-movies. One of the tropes of B-movies were zombies. Uh, Zombies were, you know, a staple of B-movies because the effects for those movies are low-budget practical effects and makeup. Which is a zombie right there. Yeah, yeah. and you're done. Uh, You got a gallon of corn syrup with some food coloring, and you got your blood. You got some white makeup, and you're a zombie. Critters, Billy Bush was in it. It's interesting. Not familiar with that name. Billy Bush. Um, You remember the whole Trump grabber by the pussy thing? Mm -hmm. That was... Him talking to Billy Bush. Oh, oh okay. Okay. He's entertainment. Gotcha. Da, 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 da. So, um, George A. Romero's uh, Dawn of the Dead. Classic. Cla- yeah, this is, you know, B-movie all the way. There's zero budget to that. Look at, watch the effects. Look at the, there's zero budget to this movie. The only thing he got from that was credit. Credit, exactly. Because someone clipped off his, was it a copyright or something? And so he gets no royalties from that movie. Right. So. But, I mean, uh, Dawn of the Dead, Spawn Day of the Dead, Spawn Night of the Dead. But uh, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, yeah. The Walking Dead, Zombie Land. Uh, one of Peter's favorites, uh, Marvel Zombies wouldn't exist without B-movies. I've seen Dawn of the Dead more than once. That is a good movie. The original black and white. white. Yes. Yeah. Well, they colorized it. There's a colorized version of the original. Okay. And it's awesome. And then there's House of the Dead also. Right. There's a fourth one. And I believe there was a fifth one, but I don't know the name of it. Hmm. But There's a Return of the Living Dead... Yeah, that wasn't George A. Romero, though. No. The Living Dead is a completely different thing. Right. Um, Day of the Dead was the one that takes place in the mall. Right. Which started a whole series of traps when it comes to zombies. Everybody thinks go to the mall because it has everything you need to survive, especially in the (laughs) 90s. Right. We got an entire video game series because of that. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh... And you get DC's Deceased. Yeah, which I'm going to get that. Right. I mean, this is all... Superman becomes a zombie. 
cool. A rage-induced, has-all-his-powers zombie. Hmm. He puts his fist through Wonder Woman's abdomen. Oh, hmm. how nice. Yeah. <coughs> and it's multiverse canon. It wasn't just thrown out. It's still an active part of the multiverse. Oh, jeez. <laughs> nice. Uh, another B-movie trope would be uh, Alien Invasion, which, again, has become really popular in today's culture. Uh, movies like Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, these are aliens who are disguised as clowns, but are really spider-like aliens. They wrap people in web that looks like cotton candy and then suck out their insides. But uh, the first Avengers movie was an alien invasion. Uh, Independence Day with Will Smith. Uh, Marvel's Secret Invasion, which is coming back around with the MCU Phase 4. We see all the scrolls. One of Frank's favorite... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just showing Frank the image of Wonder Woman being killed. It's, yeah, it's not very graphic. There we go. There's graphic. But a lot of pop culture and you know what has come out today has been born of these B-movies. A lot of them have attained cult status. Well, you figure the movie makers of today were the people who watched those movies. Right. Uh, if you've seen... Uh, the Grindhouse movies from Quentin Tarantino. Uh, were they Death Planet and uh, I forget what the other one is called. Oh, that's nice. Huh. He only has <coughs> one arm. She cut off one of his arms. Hmm. So he uses the other one to impale her. Pretty much. Because Bruce was human, he was more susceptible than everybody else. He's the reason the other Justice Leagues got infected. Ah, way to go, Bruce. Thought you had a contention plan for everything. <laughs> Just not zombieism. Not zombieism. Okay, done with the deceased <laughs> then. Uh, so where was I? Um, even right now, uh, Netflix has its own subcategory for B-horror movies. Code 8195 on Netflix will bring up B-horror movies. Uh, there's a bunch of them on there right now, so if you got Netflix, look them up. I mean, these are great movies. Uh, they say B-movies so bad they're good, but a lot of them really are. And, uh, just some of the ones that they're showing right now. Uh, Fun House Massacre, which uh, is just as it sounds. You know, the carnival people killing off, we're going to guess, uh, promiscuous teenagers. Because hmm. these are the easy kill victims in every mm -hmm. B-movie. Uh, Zombievers is playing right now. It's a uh, zombie beavers. Okay. Peelers, which is another great B-movie trope. These are zombie strippers. <laughs> Invaders from Mars, which is just as it sounds. Uh, Incoming, which is takes place in outer space on a space station. Uh, not a whole lot of B-movies go to this because, of course, budget. But you basically take empty hallways 
with no windows and say you're in space and you've got a space movie. You never actually need to see space. Mm -hmm. One or two establishing shots and that's it. Right. Uh, stock footage. <coughs> uh, the Black Room. I forget what that one was about. But uh, another kind of staple of B-movies is their, their uh, penchant for sequels. If you spent two thousand bucks making a movie that makes you ten thousand bucks, why don't you spend another of that two thousand bucks and make another movie? Yep. So Sharknado is playing on <laughs> Netflix right now. These movies, I don't know if they're so bad that they're good, but they are bad. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen any of the Sharknado they're, movies. Ah, uh, they're kind of fun to watch. They. It's just, they get to the point of ridiculousness. I mean, uh, the sci-fi channel had kind of built themselves on B-movies. A lot of uh, what they used to show in the early days of the sci-fi channel was um, anime mm -hmm. and old B-movies. Well, it's a question of, you know, if especially a story when they were starting out, what can we get cheap? Right. Until and, we can afford yeah. something good. Right. And B-movies are it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so uh, there's also Spiders, which is um, Alien Spiders. And this one is kind of a take on a lot of old B-movies like Them, which was giant ants attacking people. Uh, Night of the Lepus, which was giant rabbits attacking people. And they're all just done with... Uh, not even green screen, but... Puppets. Well, not puppets <laughs> either, but uh, projection screens. And actors in front of a projection screen. Kind of like uh, Luke being attacked by the... Uh, no, what was the the big thing? The, Wampa? No, not the Wampa. The one in Jedi. Oh, okay. Star Wars expert? Uh, Rancor. Rancor. The Rancor, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you see the one scene, the, it's clearly a uh, mechanical hand picking up Luke, but he's in front of a projection screen mm -hmm. of the uh, Rancor's face. So a lot of those movies were like that. You have this projection screen showing ants, which are, of course, normal size, but they're on a projection screen, huge, and the actors are in front of it reacting to the ants, which are just being ants they're not mm -hmm. <laughs> uh so spiders there are giant spiders from outer space the asylum which is a, you know a haunted hospital type deal um slither is playing now on netflix and slither this is a b movie like no other the people were infected by these slug type things uh snake but uh it's directed by james gunn that you may know from guardians of the galaxy mm -hmm. uh, it stars nathan <coughs> fillion from firefly and castle and the rookie but firefly <laughs> uh elizabeth banks and uh michael roker 
plays the like the uh, the main guy who's been infected, and of course you know Michael Roker from The Walking Dead and Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. So this is where uh, James Gunn part of the Gunn's repertory players. Right, right, right. <laughs> Uh, Your Next, which was, I think, just a uh, slasher film. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is playing right now. The Evil Dead is playing. And uh, The Evil Dead, of course, you know, uh, Sam Raimi, um, Bruce Campbell. The Blair Witch Project, which was a great take on B-movies. They did it on a B-movie budget. But they made this movie big just through uh, viral marketing. This was the first kind of movie take on like viral or guerrilla marketing where they presented this movie as if it was, you know, found. Documentary, yeah. yeah. Documentary. Lost documentary. Found, yeah. But, you know, had websites up for it, uh, fake news, fake, actual fake news. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is playing, which was a great take on slasher films and actually a bit rooted in reality. Uh, some of this did happen. There were uh, there was a Texas family who made chili and was accused of cannibalism. The whole Leatherface was, of course, made up for the movie. But it again spawned half a dozen sequels. Hmm. That's it. Oh, and reboots. And reboots, right. Uh, not to mention um, Rob Zombie picking up a lot of these old B-movies and turning them into, you know, Hollywood-esque uh, feature films. Not that he doesn't have his own, you know, people that he uses all the time. But, mm -hmm. Well, Sid, I think, is dead now, but... Sid Haig, his wife. Uh, but they're all on Netflix now. Uh, Dead Alive is on there. Uh, this one is about a woman who is attacked by a rat-monkey hybrid. Okay. But uh, directed by Peter Jackson. Oh. Of uh, those walking movies. I was just looking him <laughs> up because there was another movie that I couldn't remember what it was. So does um, 28 Days Later count as a B-horror movie? 28 Days Later is definitely a take on one, but I think they had a pretty healthy budget. That was campy. I mean, there were terrible camera angles in that. Oh, yeah, but they had running fire zombies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like full-on sprinting. That was the rage, not the zombies. Bad Taste. Bad. was the name of the movie in um, 2000 from Peter Jackson. G-Men learned that aliens are harvesting New, New Zealanders for an intergalactic restaurant in this gory horror parody. I've seen that, but I just don't remember it. The population of a small town disappears and is replaced by aliens that chase human flesh for... Come on, where's the rest of it? Load, please. Oh, well. Obviously for the restaurant. See, you can't say that a budget has to do with um, the, <clears throat> the rate, the B rating of it, because look at Grindhouse. Yeah, and I don't think anymore, because, it's like you said, Grindhouse, those are definitely B movies, but they have a Hollywood budget. Yeah. Uh, and they had a Hollywood income on them, too. Right, right, right. 
Mm -hmm. So anymore, I mean, they're making B movies with Hollywood budget, but it's you know the original what B movies were. This is you know their their ode to these movies. tribute to yeah. them, kind of. <clears throat> like not I said, to say they're not bad movies either. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, they do the same thing. They're intentionally though making them so bad that they're good. Just like Sharknado. I mean, uh, you've got to have paid like a couple hundred dollars for some of these CGI effects they've done. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy had me watch The Little House of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. And it was... Uh, original or the musical? Original. Okay. And it was interesting. I'm not going to say it was good. You like they did a lot with the effects for what they had. Right. I mean, it was a shoestring budget. It was a bunch of no name actors. It ended up having um uh God, I can't remember his name now, but uh Jack Nicholson. Yeah, Jack Nicholson was in it. Oh and he had like a two scene role in the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he actually did a lot of B movies before he hit big. I mean, that was well, shining. Well, that was that was his breakthrough, The Shining, and then, and then uh, Joker, and no, um, the one that that they're on motorcycles, the Born to Be Wild, like a theme song of it. Um, Not Easy Rider. That's the only thing yeah. I'm thinking. It was Easy yeah, Rider with the the Fonda, okay. Peter Fonda, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, he was the reporter. That rode with them. He, yeah, he was the Joker. Yeah, yeah, he was the Joker. Yeah. I couldn't tell. If you remember, he was Joker or Two Face. Yeah, Joker. No, Billy D. Williams was Harvey Dent. <laughs> Not he, Two Face though. He he didn't get to be Two Face. That would be Tommy Lee Jones. That's who I was thinking. And that other guy in the Christian Bale ones, I don't even know what his name is. <laughs> Jack Nicholson's a good actor, but if I, being honest, I can't think of too many roles where he wasn't in a horror movie. A uh, Few Good Men, I think he was in. Right. Uh, anger Management. <laughs> Pull these yeah. out of my head. <laughs> um, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> Wait, I said not too many. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you start listing off horror... Mm -hmm. Yeah, been... but all I get is The Shining. He was, and the terror. <laughs> for some reason, I want to say he was in a couple Stephen Kings, too. I can't remember. A lot of uh, Edgar Allan Poe poems were turned into B-movies starring Vincent Price. Uh, I think The Pit and the Pendulum, The Telltale Heart, uh, Casca of a Montegallado, uh, House of Usher. Hmm. Not the uh, singer. <coughs> But don't. <laughs> oh, that was a joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of them, and those are just, you know, if you think about the poem, there might be two, maybe three characters. And they basically take, like, uh, the Telltale Heart is a guy and a police investigator in a room. So that's that's your entire budget. The first Saw movie had a really, really small budget. 90% of the movie took place in one set. Right. That was a... 
But that was not a... I never heard that referred to as a B-movie. No, but it's definitely it a take on it. Because it is it is a slasher film. It's a gore film. Mm. It's more of a... More of a suspense. Wesley cuts his foot off. Yeah. <laughs> when the key was right there the whole time. <laughs> I did not see it. He, oh. The guy... There may or may not have been a key right there the whole time. <coughs> if you're going to watch it. Spoiler. <laughs> the guy uh, crushes his foot, all the bones in his foot, with the lid of a toilet seat. Okay. Because he's tied to a radiator at the ankle with handcuffs. And then even after breaking every bone in his foot, he still can't slip out of the cuffs. Mm -hmm. So he has to cut off his foot at the ankle. Okay. With a hacksaw. With a hacksaw. And then gets killed as he's crawling out, which you find out two movies later. Hmm. Yeah. Well, another guy is still chained in there. Yeah. Because only one of them is allowed to leave the room. And he leaves the room and is killed, so the other guy is still in the room. Carrie Ellis <clears throat> says that he's going to send help, and of course now he's dead, so the guy who's also locked in the room is dead. He's going to sit in there and starve to death. Huh. Or thirst to death, actually. Feel Three days without water. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't have run out of water because he was attached to the bathtub. Yeah, but they pulled the plug. All the water drained just out. put more water in. Uh, well, we're assuming the water was turned on. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. Dead, dead. Yes. Dead, dead. I'm not a huge fan of horror, but the, the first Saw movie, the first couple Saw movies really struck a note. Like, they, they really made you think. Because but, uh, he didn't randomly pick his... Like, he was a... It, was he was a murderer? He yeah. It wasn't. He gave everybody that he murdered. He would put them in a trap, and they would have to inflict pain upon themselves to survive the trap. And the traps that he would create for them were, if the person was a glutton or greedy, or it would be something along the lines of. A punishment for the kind of person mm. they were. Right. It's kind of like uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Just dark, terrified. Yeah, dark, dark. 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 <laughs> One of my favorites is the. Uh, he has the key hanging in that uh, plexiglass box, but the uh, bottom of the box is um, blades that are interwoven. So you can put your hand up through the bottom of the box, oh, but to try to pull, pull it, it back. Out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the key that's in the pit. That's in, that's in the second movie. Yeah. The uh, the key that's in the pit of syringes, and the uh, drug user has to get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reach your hand into this pit of needles, and it ends just... up being that the person who does that, the 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 syringes is the person he's training to replace him. Hmm. Yeah. And she's the one who kills the guy that cuts off his own foot in the first movie. Yeah. They're really tied together. Mm-hmm. It's just... And they don't really become super gory till the third one. Right. Like, there is gore, there is blood, but no more than in any other movie. Yeah. The third one, that's actually where I stopped watching them. 
Because that third one, I don't know if any of them after that were any good or not. Yeah. Well, I mean, the just like scene. a just like a B movie, it spawns sequel after sequel. Yeah, but they they built themselves up. Yeah, I think after a while though, it was just it was getting ridiculous. Like there, I think there's like eight of them. Uh, Donnie Wahlberg's in a bunch of them. Yeah, and then they rebooted it. Yeah, the third one. <laughs> The guy and his wife are both kidnapped. And the wife has something go wrong with her surgery, and she's a doctor. So this guy has to go through his own trials, but he also has to go... Th no, the kid died. Their kid died, and he the, the people that blamed that were the reason that he died, and the people who... like So the murderer... And the people who let the murderer get off were all in traps. Hmm. And this guy had to choose whether they lived or died. And the murderer himself... Like, one guy was on a tourniquet. And the longer he waited, like the, his arms and legs would twist until they snapped. And then his last one was his head. Hmm. And he tried to save him. I don't remember any of the others except for the guy in the vat. He was at the bottom of a vat. And rotten pig carcasses would come in and go into a blender and the slurry would go on to him. And he was the guy who actually killed his son. Mm. And he let that guy drown. One of them was the judge. He tried to save the judge. But the entire time, Jigsaw, the murderer, his wife is a doctor. So he's got a collar with shotgun shells around it. And she has to perform brain surgery on him while he's testing the husband. So he's not allowed to be knocked unconscious. And if he dies, if his heart rate stops, the shotgun collar goes off. So when the guy finally gets to the wife and Jigsaw, he blows his brains out and then the wife's head goes boom. Hmm. And of course, Jigsaw the whole time is dying of cancer. Yeah. Why he trains, uh, I forget the actress's name, to be his replacement. I don't know. Anyhow, great B movies are out there to watch. They've yeah, that was a hell of a ramp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've warped and, me. Let them warp you. And, and if you want them with a comedic touch, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yeah, yes, a uh, great show. Great show all around. <coughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is in the Fog. The remake of the Fog has Tom Welling. Superman. Yeah. Well, Clark Kent. Yeah, but Jamie Lee Curtis, a uh, star of a lot of B movies. The first Halloween movie mm -hmm. is definitely a B movie. Rob Zombie's remake, though, is stand out, uh, especially the second one. Uh, the Halloween movie, the second one, opens with a scene at the hospital where the babysitter Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Uh, wakes up and Michael Myers has come to the hospital and he's killing everybody to get to her. Oh. Turns out it's just a dream. Okay. Rob Zombie's remake is just so brutal, that scene. I was sitting on the edge of my seat going, come on, be a dream, be a dream, be a dream. <laughs> oh, well. Ugh. 
Wasn't the one that they just did a couple years back a sequel to the very first one? Uh, yeah, it was a sequel to House of a Thousand Corpus, Corpses. No, the the Halloween that they just did a couple. Oh, of. the Halloween. Oh, I thought you meant Rob Zombie's movie. No, um, Rob Zombie did House of a Thousand Corpses, and then he did Devil's... Devil's Rejects. Yes. Um, there's one... Uh, the Witches of Something. Uh, there's Halloween 1 and 2. Um... 31, I think, is one of them, and it's, a uh, like, a these people put on this... Three from Hell. Three from Hell is the the sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses. Well, so is The Devil's Rejects. Lords of Satan. Devil's Rejects isn't. They're different people. Same actors, but, uh... No, because they were forced out. But he's not Captain Spaulding in that one. The African Explorer. <laughs> He's not Captain Spaulding, but they were the same people because it, it. I think it takes place. The <laughs> three from Hell takes place between the two movies, doesn't it? Oh, does it? I thought it was a seek. Because oh, maybe it is. The, okay, so if yeah, House because, of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Reject is actually the, the third of yeah, that movie. Because Devil's Rejects, the kid, this guy. Mm-hmm carves up that lady and says you're not the the father says you're not turning her into another one of your display things we don't have time for that ah those movies were fucking twisted yeah. Yeah. uh lords of salem that was a really good one i watched them when i was a teenager because my neighbors were obsessed with horror so whereas i was watching sci-fi shit they were watching horror movies and you know, everybody gets a turn. Right. That's where I saw most of my horror. I see the poster for Slither over there. <laughs> what is this, and why is it listed as a horror? Oh, what no, is this is James Gunn one. Oh, this is the James Gunn movie that <coughs> takes place before the one that you got recently. Dead Alive? No, the oh. uh, Superman is Evil. Oh, oh, oh. oh um... Brightburn. Yeah. Yeah. Super is the first one in that universe. Because Rain Wilson is Super. Uh, Dwayne from The Office. Dwight. Dwight, yeah. I don't think I've seen that one. Looks like you can watch it on Sling TV. I'm Amazon, not a slinger. It's Amazon Prime. You don't do Amazon either, do you? And Elliot Page. One of Nathan these... Fillion, hey. It's. 36 minutes long. One of these days you'll just have to come over and watch it. 36 minutes? That's it? Yeah, it's a short film. Oh. 2.5 million in box office. <laughs> 2.5 million budget. Sorry. Okay. That's, that's that's shoestring for today. Yeah. But it's only half an hour long. So, link to the Discord is in the description below, as always. Um... I don't even really know. We've been just talking pops on Discord really lately. Kang's right. posted some stuff on beer. But some drinky are, drink. Those are the two most active channels pretty consistently. <laughs> uh, you'll also find us on Facebook. We're under Theseus Media. You'll find links to all of our podcasts. Interesting articles I might find. Hey, I might even list the article that has all this... Uh, all the B-movies on Netflix currently. 
Well, we may have a. We were talking. You were talking about B movies being the second half of a double feature. We may be having a Humeta Hex double feature next week. Um, we may be going on the road. We may be talking about Star Wars. We may be talking about both. New Shimmer. It's a floor wax and a dessert topping. <laughs> Join us next week to find out. I'll sing. I'll sing the Star Wars song next week. Till then, have a great weekend. Bye. I still don't have a sign-off.